0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Crew at UGA podcast. I'm Kyler, a full-time staff member with Crew, and with me again on the podcast is Crew at UGA team leader, Alan.
1: Live from our cold normal town studios, it's the Crew at UGA podcast. That's right. <laughs> Winter semester. That's
0: it. We're, we're back. It's the first episode of 2021. Yes, it is. And excited it's to jump in. chilly in it's Chilly It's chilly. Allen, it's good to be back on the podcast. For this episode, we're going to be briefly talking about something that we at Crew at UGA are emphasizing at the start of this semester. And though everyone is welcome to listen to this and participate in this emphasis with us, this episode is specifically for all of our Crew at UGA small groups that we have going on this semester. So, Alan, what are we calling people to as we start a new semester and really a new year?
1: Well, it's really not complicated. We just want to start our year in prayer and fasting. Hmm. And we just want to call people to start with our eyes on the Lord. I think this is a really natural and normal thing to do. You know, beginning of a new year is a great time for self-assessment. It's a great time for stopping and saying, where are we? And assessing our needs and also examining our hearts and saying, where are our hearts? Mm. And let's face it, we've been living through some trying weeks in our country. Um, A trying year with COVID. Mm. And viruses and just so many things going on. What would be more natural than to start this new year by stopping and seeking the Lord in it? And also fasting and all that comes along with that. And that's just how we want to start our year at crew and with our students. And so we're just going to begin that way with all of our students here at UGA. Mm, That's great. So, Alan, as all of our groups start the semester off with
0: praying and fasting together What do our listeners right now need to know about these two spiritual disciplines? What is prayer and fasting, and and how should we approach doing them together as a crew community at the start of the semester?
1: Right. Well, I think most people could give you a good explanation of prayer. And, of course, there's different kinds of prayer, which I think you might talk about in your small groups here as we kind of launch into a prayer time together. Our heart is to seek the Lord. Seek his face. Basically, we just want to start the semester with our eyes on him. So we're going to turn to prayer and we're going to look for him. Now, fasting goes along with that. And we add that in. And people aren't as familiar with fasting, even though it's a very biblical concept, right? Let's talk for a minute about fasting and a little bit about what it is and what it's not. First off, let's just go ahead and say this. There's no New Testament command to fast. There's Mm. no box to check. Just like there's no New Testament command to have a quiet time. Our relationship with God is just that. It's relationship. Mm. It's not just about checking the boxes of all the activities we do. And fasting is not one of those spiritual activities that we just check the box on. Mm. Fasting is a practice that even though it's not necessarily commanded in the New Testament, it's often seen in the New Testament. You see the heart of the apostles and the believers as they very naturally fast. You see it in the Old Testament often. But we're not that familiar with it, I think, especially in college. And so we can get some misconceptions about it, right? Let's talk about what fasting is not first. When we talk about fasting, of course, we're talking about doing without something, such as not eating. Usually fasting is food, but it doesn't have to be. We'll talk more about that in a second. But here's some things fasting is not. Fasting is not manipulating God. Mm -hmm. It is not something that we do to dive in and say, oh, I need to make God grant my wish. It's not like rubbing the genie's bottle harder. right? right? Fasting is also not making ourselves more spiritual. Again, Mm -hmm. it's not checking a box to say, well, if I do this, I'll be more mature, and so I need to do this. Now, spiritual disciplines are good things to make us more mature, but we don't bank our holiness before God. By fasting right. and say, oh, Lord, look at me. So I'm, I'm better now. You should listen to me. No, it's, it's, not, it's not that. Fasting is rooted in relationship, and it's rooted in real emotions, and it's rooted in real expression. So when it comes to fasting, what we're really doing <clears throat> is we're following a scriptural practice um, that meets several different needs, and the greatest need is the Lord. Fasting is a call to say, I need more God. Mm. That's really what it is. It's the heart's yearning for God. Now you see fasting talked about in Scripture in a lot of different places. Um, In Acts, the new church fasts and prays and they listen to the Lord as they send out Paul and Barnabas or as they do other things. Um, You see this in the Old Testament when Ezra is going to lead the refugees and lead the, the returning people of Israel back to Jerusalem. And it's a very dangerous journey. And they specifically pray and fast before they make this journey because they have a motivation. What are the motivations that would cause people to fast? I think there's there's whole books that have been written on this. One that I might recommend that I think is really good is called A Hunger for God by John Piper. I think he really gets the essence of what fasting is. But typically you could say fasting has several different motivations, but a couple that I might mention is sometimes we fast to repent when we see our sin and um, we need to call it out, we need to repent, we need to ask the Lord's forgiveness. Fasting is a discipline of sorrow over our sin. That's very appropriate. And so on the Day of Atonement in the Old Testament, there was fasting. Another thing that fasting does for us is it helps us to grieve calamity or grieve circumstances that happen to us that might be beyond our control. When we see evil and brokenness in our world, when we experience evil and brokenness in our lives, that mourning can be expressed in fasting as we seek the Lord in that Hmm. and ask him to enter into that with us. I think another thing that you see with fasting is... Uh, the idea of seeking God's favor in that when things are hard and when things are difficult and when we are in great need, we fast to call on God to help meet that need. Mm. Now, like we said, it's not a—it's not a, an extra manipulator of God to say, okay, God, I'm really praying this time. <laughs> right. it, it is an intensifier or an amplifier of our desires, as it were. Mm. Um, but it's not to say, well, I'm just really going to pray harder and see if I can get God to do what I want Him to do. But here's what it is. When we fast, like I say, you know what we're really saying? God, I need you so much. It's more important for me to pray and seek your face than it is to eat. Hmm. That's really what we're saying. Yeah. I need more God. Fasting is always toward the Lord and seeking more of Him. And so when we fast, what we're really saying is, God, give me more of you. God, I'm, I'm so needy. Give me more of you. Lord, our world is so broken. Give mm-hmm. us more of you. Lord, I'm so sorry for my sin. Forgive me and give me more of you back because I've separated myself from you. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the idea. I um, found a... There's a nice article um, on a website that I saw and uh, the author, um, David Mathis, he just had a great paragraph as he was describing some of this. He said, he said this, Faithful fasting... Whatever the conditions of its origin is rooted in human lack and need for God. Hmm. We need his help, his favor, his guidance. We need his rescue and his comfort in trouble. We need his forgiveness and grace because we sinned. We need God. He, not human circumstances or activity, is the common denominator of fasting. I love this sentence right here. Fasting expresses to God our pointedly felt need for God, we have daily needs and God meets them, and that's the idea is that fasting expresses to God our need for God, and so that's what we're calling people. Is we're, we're basically saying, Hey, crew at UGA, let's lift up our eyes to the Lord. Do we not have a nation that needs our prayers? Hmm. Do we not need the Lord to satisfy our hearts? when the world has been throwing so much at us and there's been so much calamity with this virus, when there's been so much complexity and and pain and hurt with politics, Hmm. do we not need this if the Lord is gonna use us on our campus this semester while we're still locked down Hmm. and still can't meet and still have, have limits? Of course we do. I just can't think of any better way to start a new year than just going before the Lord altogether for a week, and saying, Lord, give us more of you. So, Alan, practically, what does
0: this look like for us? Like, as we commit to prayer and fasting this week, what are some practical ways for
1: us to engage in this? Well, what we want all of our crew at UGA students to do is we want you to take a week. We're going to start by your small group spending your whole first study just in prayer, and that's what you're doing right now. For the rest of the week, we want you to fast and pray, whether that's individually or whether you want to get together with other people in your small group or other crew students. As far as fasting, you can choose what to fast from. Fasting usually is food. You might fast one meal a day. Uh, You might fast a certain kind of food. You know, a Daniel fast is something where you don't eat meat, you largely eat vegetables. There's just different kinds of ways that you could do that. You could fast from things that aren't food. You could fast from social media. You could fast from listening to talk radio. You could fast from anything that you tend to distract yourself with or tend to satisfy your heart with instead of turning to the Lord. That's what you're after. Where do I run so that I'm not as exposed and dependent before the Lord? That's what I want to fast from so that my need for the Lord is keen and I really seek His face. So choose carefully. Sit before the Lord and think about that. Don't just say, well, I... I I normally don't eat breakfast, so I'll just fast for breakfast. (laughs) No, 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 that's not the point. You're not really giving anything up. You're not creating a space in which you can seek God. Whereas if you fasted from another meal, you could take the time that you normally would eat that meal and directly seek the Lord. If you're fasting from social media, don't just take 15 minutes off of social media. Fast from it for the whole day or the whole week so that you experience the Lord without any of the clutter of it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And in your small group here tonight, talk about it. Discuss it. See what ideas you come up with how the Lord leads you. And so there's a certain amount of freedom, but we just want to call people to it this week.
0: Yeah, that's all really good. And I'm I'm personally really excited about this week that we're starting out the semester in this way. And so, so, Alan, thank you for pointing us to the Lord in this way, for explaining prayer and fasting even more for us. And we really are hopeful for what God is going to do in us and through us this week and in weeks to come. So thank you.